Good morning, we say Ketubo Daf Tzadi Bet, starting on the bottom of Tzadi Aleph Amud Bet. So we we went we got up to Ahu Gavred the Zavdan Ketubo the Emet Tovanah. So we got a case over here. We've been seeing a whole bunch of stories of of different Masim. So I'm one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine lines on the bottom. Okay, so Gemara brings the story of a person who sold his mother's ketubah. Betuvatanah. Whenever we see betuvatanah, we know that what that means for a small amount of money. Never got the true value because there was a huge discount in it. And we'll see here that he has even a bigger discount uh, because what's he selling? He sells a, a ketubah of his mother's, right? So he's going to sell his mother's ketubah that he will inherit. Look at Rashi here, right in the middle, towards the top of the middle of Rashi. Uh, his mother married somebody else. And his mother still married. So now look, look at, the, at, the, at the probabilities here, this guy has to factor in. Will his mother outlive her current husband? Will he die in her lifetime? Or will he divorce her? And will this guy inherit his mother's ketubah? Because will his mother die so that he inherits the ketubah? And then he'll have the ketubah, and then this guy can own the ketubah that he got. So lot's going to happen before the guy who pays for the ketubah is going to actually get his investment or return on his investment. So he's taking a huge gamble, yeah. So we can imagine he didn't pay very, very much. Now, to add, insult, to, add insult to injury, right, it's even worse than that because he sold him the ketubah. And look what he says to him. Look back in the Gemara. Okay, so there's a Rashi over there, but about an hour, but there are Mu'at, right? A little bit of money, like we explained, because the bricks are fake. Rashi said everything, what he said over here now. Vaman, he said to the guy who's buying it from him, he said, If my mother comes and objects to the sale, I'm not going to pay you back. Look at Rashi. I'm not going to find you the money. Okay, so sending the guy a, a, a lucky packet. And we're going to see this yeah. now, the world actually used a lucky packet term just now for something else. But like, Bamash is sending him, you know, like, what's he going to chance of getting anything, yeah? And he's telling him, why am I sending it to you? But there's no guarantees if my mother objects to this. His mother died in the meantime. Looks like she inherited the ketubah. He got the, she got a ketubah, right? Or at least he's not going to be the Yorish of the ketubah. So his mother never objected during this time at all. And now the guy said, okay, listen, please, mister, I want your mother's ketubah. He said, no, I'm objecting to the, to the sale. I'm objecting to the sale. Look at Rashi. I'm in, in, instead of my mother, in, in, in place of my mother. What basis does his mother have to object? He's just selling what he has. His, his no basis whatsoever, but that was the tonight. Actually, there's the Mepharshi discuss exactly your question. There's, 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 no, there's no lucky ground whatsoever for his mother to object. But it was the Tanai. So once you and I make a Tanai, that's the ground for my mother to object. As I just said to you, that's a condition. The condition is she doesn't object. That's a Tanai between you and me, 100%. No lucky implication whatsoever. Just that's our condition of our sale. So now, Ati comes and says, I'm now in place of my mother. I'm, I'm, I step into her shoes. I'm taking the ketubah. I'm not paying you back either. You're happy to do the deal. I'm now in place of my mother objecting. So here we are. The tonight now has been kicked in. My mother's objected via me. 
You know what? It's right. He's now in place of his mother. He's the Yoresh of the mother, and therefore he can object on behalf of his mother. It was not the tonight Kitinya, there's no there's no ketuba, no deal. Samale Rava, Shrama said, I don't understand what you're talking about. He says, we agree that the, as far as Achrayut was concerned, if the mother would have objected, so then he accepted, okay, it's not Achrayut. But this guy himself? So Rashi goes slightly different. Rashi says, Achrayut de Nafshe. Im yabo hu v'yarer tinu sheach zilu ma'otav. He said, that's nonsense. The guy can't go. If the mother had come and said, listen, mister, I'm objecting to my son sending you my ketubah, deal will be null and void. And we get his money back. But <laughs> it's rather, but does it make any sense? This guy can, he did the deal and now he's coming. You know, he says, right? You want to kill your parents and inherit the estate? You can't. And, and, and then go to court and cry, you know, ask for, for, for mercy because you're an orphan. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, 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 it's absurd. So that, 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 that was the first case. Another one. I'm Rabbi Brachama. Another story. Ruvain shemachas in the Shimon shlobachai. Ruvain sells to Shimon a field. Without a chayot. Now listen to this. Va'at to Shimon. Shimon now. Umachar Ruvain. Bachar sells it back to Ruvain. But this time with a chayot. So when Ruvain sold it to Shimon. In other words, if anybody would come and torref the field, would attack it. Would not, Ruvain would not come back to Ruvain. Now Shimon sells it back to Ruvain. With a chayot. Okay? So now, look at Rashi at the bottom, yeah? Call me, she trafenu meedach, afilu bedin, loach zidach ma'ad. Even if it's justified, don't get the money back. Umachle Ruven, ba'ali marishoni, ba'achrayt, she call me, she trafenu bedin, he says now, other way around, Ruven sells, she wants to sell back to Ruven, and now he's responsible. Vat balchov de Ruven. So now Ruven sold to Shimon at Achrayut. Shimon sells it back to Ruven with Achrayut. And now comes a balchov of Ruven's. The guy who originally sold the field, who bought it back. A Baal of his comes. Right, look at Rashi. And this star was a predating the original sale that Ruven sold to Shimon. So in other words, if Shimon had the land at the time, he bought it with Al-Akhrayut. The Baal could have easily taraf taken it. And Shimon would have not come back to Ruven. But now, Shimon sold it back to Ruven with Akhrayut. And a creditor of Ruvain's, the original seller, comes and wants the field back. Right? So look, Dina. So go say, 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 Rabbi Brachama. Dina who, the Azil Shimon, says, The Shimon sold him with Achrayut. Rabbi Brachama wanted to say, Shimon's responsible. You sold him the field with Achrayut. Somebody came and took it over him. I want you to reimburse me. But who was the cause of the Chov? The debt was Ruvain, not Shimon. We'll understand if Shimon, one of his creditors come, they'd be Achrayu. But not Ruvain, the original creditor, before he sold it to Shimon. And now he put it back. You can't go and buy Achrayu on your own debt. Rabbi Rahama says yes. So Amalai Rav, Rav says again. What do you mean? Nahi da Achrayu ta'alma kabila lehi. Enachinami, that when Ruvain bought it back from Shimon, he bought it with Achrayu. Anybody else in the world, look at Rashi. Nahi da Achrayu ta'alma kola orarim aleh shalom machmat Ruvain kabila Shimon. Right, Shimon took upon himself any exposure here for things that were by his cause or anything else, but not Ruven's own debts. 
אחראית נפשי, ואת האחראית עובשים עברו ונמסרף מקבל עליה. אחרי דנף שערעור הבעל הוא מחמת עצמו? רייס, זה דאזן וייקסין, זה קומבי, זה דאזן וייקסין, 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 זה דאזן He says, If Ruvain had inherited a field from Yaakov, okay? And then he bought a field from Yaakov. And sold it to Shimon without a field. And then he bought a field from Yaakov. And then he bought a field from Yaakov. And he bought a field from Shimon with a field. Vata Balchov de Yaakov. And now Yaakov, not Ruvain's Balchov, but Yaakov, the guy that Ruvain originally inherited it from, he knocked a rock top on the scene. And said, I've got a star on this land from before, whatever, from the whole story. Then Rav agrees. Then he says, you're right. Then Ruvain could have expected Shimon to be responsible for this. Why? He says, my time. He says, Balchov de Yaakov, Kabalchov de Alma Dami. He says, because Ruvain can't, can't, can't expect protection from creditors that he created. But he inherited this land, and just like, I suppose if, if, uh, if Ruvain had bought it, sold it to Shimon originally without a crowd, Shimon had sold it to some third party, and then the original creditor of Yaakov, who gave it to Ruvain, arrived on the scene, to that third party, not Ruvain himself, Shimon would be responsible, because Shimon had got, bought the land without a crowd from Ruvain, he had then sold that land to, let's say, to Chaim, and now the Yaakov creditor at the top of the pyramid came, She will be responsible. So, so too, she's actually will be responsible there. He's responsible to Ruvain. Not Ruvain's father would have bought it back from him. Anybody who would have bought it and Yaakov's credit had come. So there Ravah agrees. Ruvain's own credit, you can't say, I'm not responsible for my own credit. I told you, we had a credit, I bought it with you, and now I'm not responsible for my creditors. But if it's a third-party creditor from externals, it, it wasn't Ruvain where the credit was created, then Shima would be responsible. That's what Ravah's prepared to live with. Okay, another example. Ruvain So Ruvain has to feel to Shimon Bachrayut. And now, So now, when Shimon came to buy the money, to buy the field, right, he never had money. So Ruvain said, no problem, I'll give you a mortgage over the land. And they write to Shtarchov, look at Rashi, Zakaf, Zakavana B'milve, Shilonatan lo Shimon, Demei Hasad, never paid him. Ele katav lo Shtarchov alehim. He, he took a mortgage and he wrote a, day, a note that he owes him the money. I don't know what the, the payment was, whatever the case was. And now, Umet Ruven. Ruven dies in the meantime. Va'ata ba'chov de Ruven, the Katari flal of Shimon. So now, Ruven had sold to Shimon the ground. Remember, Shimon had money to pay, so he had a mortgage on the property to, to Ruven. Now, when Ruven dies, that mortgage belongs to the Yatomim, right? To the orphans, to the children. Now, is that Karka or not? In the, in, the, in the Yatomim's estate, is that considered Karka or Metaltelin? Metaltelin. Because it's money. He owes you money. They don't actually own land. The land, the title's on the other guy, and he's got a mortgage. And, I, and, and the Yatomim 
they've got a claim against Shimon for money, not well, for well, cargo. If he doesn't, if he doesn't pay, they take the land. If he doesn't, if he doesn't pay, if he doesn't take the land, but the land is a security for the money. But what they own is money. Because if Shimon can pay from somewhere else, they can't take, they haven't got first choice on the land. The first choice is the money. Only if Shimon can't pay back, then the land is a security. But really, if Which you look in the books, of, if you book, you look at, and that's what we call Rawi. Remember we spoke about it the other day. That Rawi is not Muchzak. Rahul's, if they can't pay back, then he can go to court and start the procedure that Hunat Aaron could take and he might get his land back at the end of the day. But Mukhzak is a loan. It's a zikat of the land, though. No, no zikat whatsoever. It's a mortgage, not a zikat. It's only if he defaults and doesn't pay, then they can claim, but they can't just go and pick it up. They've got to go to court. They've got to go through a procedure. But anyway, they haven't got that own land. If you at the moment have got to lend somebody money, and they've got a mortgage. You can't write in your in your in your ledger that you own land. You don't own land. You own the you, you have the right to. You have a debt. The fact that the security underwriting it, but it doesn't matter. You don't own the land. So they don't own the land. They've got at the moment in their state. They've got metalted him. So now comes along this this Balchov of Ruvain's after he died, and he goes to Shimon and he wants to grab the land, right? Uh, and there's a chrayut ya. Shemachas Yeshua b'chrayut. Now Shimon doesn't want to lose the land. So Shimon takes money and he goes and he pays off the Balchov. Right? So now, look at Rashi. Yeah? Uh, the money you owned the Yatomim. He says to himself, listen, what I care. I owe the money to Ruvain. Ruvain's dead. I owe the money. I got a chrayut. So then if I pay the guy off and calm him down, he goes away. I can now go back to the Yotomans. Listen, guys, the money that I owed you, write it off because I paid your noshe the money. I don't owe you any money anymore. So what does he get? He pays the money. So it says over here, Rami Barachama, Dinahu, the Ruven's children could say to this guy, to Shimon, what are you talking about? What do you mean you paid off our debt? Our father left us, Shavak, he left us, right? What we had with you was metaltelin, not karka. And now on the assumption that Ruvain's your tummy, haven't got any other karka. So what do we learn when you come to claim a debt from your tummy? It's only from karka. You don't claim debt from a yatom from a taltalin. So Ruben Turin said to Shimon, Mr. Shimon, what do you want? We're in a chrayut. That guy had no claim against us. You can't go and pay off our money. We don't, we, we don't have land. He had no claim against us. Look at Rashi over here. Therefore, he had no claim to us whatsoever. Shayan, Lanu Kark, we got no land. The money that you owed us, you weren't supposed to give it to him. Because it's orphan's money, and from orphan's money, those things aren't encumbered to creditors. And now, and you also can't come back to us with achrayut. We want our money from you. You claiming a chrayut from us. A chrayut is if we had land. 
If we had land, then achrayut of our father kicks in. If we haven't got land, there's no achrayut. So you ask the money, please. That money, you can't come and claim achrayut. Because just like the Baal Chov can come to us if we had land, you now Baal Chov, and you come into orphans the Baal Chov, and you claiming achrayut. Achrayut only works if there's no land. Because what you owe us is money, is cash. So therefore you owe us the money, please. And no one can claim us the fact that you went to pay the guy's your fault. You never had to pay him. And if you want, you, you did or you didn't, but we're not responsible for you to pay him. Is that clear? Because basically, the whole system works with, with Yatomim, with Karka. Karka mishtaberet lechovavim. So if there's no land, their father's claims, nothing you can do, walk away. And they say, we never owned land, because you, you owed us was, let's say the only thing they had was this guy's debt. All we've got from our father is money. Money's not karka. So therefore, you're right, this Balchov went after you. You decided to pay him. That's your problem. You never had to pay him. You could have lost your land, whatever the case, so it doesn't matter. We've got no halakha obligation to pay you because there's no land in our state. And Achrayut, for our father's debts, only paid out from land. And therefore, you owe us money, please, Mr. Metatin, pass the money. You lost your money over there. Your problem. Okay? That's that's what I mean. That, that's that's uh, what uh, Rabbi Barachama says, right? So that, he says, now, now comes along Rava. Rava doesn't actually disagree with this one. Funnily enough, right? In the first, in the previous two cases, we've seen Rava arguing Rabbi Barachama. Here, Rava just says like this: If this landowner, this credit, the guy who had the mortgage, the landowner, is clever, right? Look at the advice he says to him. They owe, he owes the family this mortgage on the land. So he could actually choose to say, you know what? I'm not going to pay you back money. I'm going to give you land back instead. Okay? So he's, okay, he accepts the, accepts the Yatomi. He says, listen, guys, I understand. You owe me the money. Because you've got no land to pay out of, and only a land to the Yoshim have to pay out, uh, out, out of debts. So he said, like this, I owe you the money now for the land. It's worth 100,000 shekels. Take 100,000 shekels worth of land from me instead. And now they get the land. Vahadar Gabilami Nayu. And now they've got land. So after he pays them back the land, he can knock up the, arrive on the door the next day and knock on the door and say, oh, there was a, a Toref came and took my land, my field away. You owe me the money. I sold, I brought my father the Akhrayut, and you've got land now in your estate. I want you to compensate me out of the land. That's what Rabbi no, said. Not from the father. That land is from the Metalton. Okay, so I was waiting for someone to ask me that question. There's a, I also thought of that same question myself, and that's why I, you know, I often don't normally read the notes, but I, this time I, I, I mind around for some information on that. The interesting note over here. We learned on Daf Pei Valamud Aleph. When there's a love who's got money, right? So, and he's owed money. Yoshim can dafke, we only want money from you. We don't want the land. And we know you've got money. If they know he's got money, right? But it says the Tosfot and the Ran. So that's only when the law there won't lose as a result of it. So really, the, the, the Baal Karka, the Shimon could have said to revenge Yoshim, I don't want to pay you back land. I'm sorry, Ruben Joshua could have said to Shimon, I don't pay you back, we don't want land, we only want money. So says the run, that's only if the law, and then the law would have to pay back the money, because he owes money, as long as he wouldn't lose out of it. 
Now here he would clearly lose by paying back the money. Why? Because he wouldn't have where to claim his chov from. So by paying back the land, he's going to get his money back. If he pays money, he's going to lose. So now to your question, Daddy, right? Mm-hmm. So now the question is, but isn't that they bought the land now, it's not from their father's estate? Aloha is no. If it was the land, if he gave him the two possibilities here, he could, if he gave him back the exact land, then basically undoes the deal. And then they got the land back. The deal was undone. And now they've got their land. He had in the meantime gone and paid a debt over here. He's coming to claim his money from them back on that land. That's how it works. I, I agree with you there. There are questions around it, but that's, 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 that's the basis of the, of, of the mechanism. Uh, he says, now he says, why? The Amar of Nachman, Amar of come and claim land for their father's debt. So here, Rav Nachman says, that you're right, that normally, when can a Balchov claim money from the estate? Only there's Karka. And we have to be Muchzak and not Ra'ui. Right? It has to be physically in hand at the moment. It says Rav Nachman, <clears throat> if Yatobim go after debts of their fathers and they raise the, get the money back in and guys pay them back in land, that is if it was their father's land. Because it was paid back in lieu of a debt of their father. So simply speaking, they said what happened over here. Shimon had bought land from Ruvain. He owed him money. The Yatobim want the money from him. So he paid them back the land. The land now becomes if it was, it's, it's land as if the land was there when their father died. There was even their father died, then the Balechov can come after the land. So that's what Shibu does. Gives him the land, pays up his debt. And now they've got land. Boom. Comes in, says now, you've got a Chov. I paid that creditor. I bought it with a Chrayut. He has the land, he takes the land. Okay. Now the fourth case for the day. I'm a Rabba. Rabba says, like it's Ruvain, Shemachar. Now, whenever we've had Rabba three times, and then suddenly Rabba features, and I always seem to think it's a mistake. But I didn't see anything there. Everybody says a note. Uh, my instinct is telling me it should be Rava, but uh, I'm a Rava. Ruven Shemachar calls Sadotav Shimon. So Ruven now sold all his fields. This is the trick. Well, this is the, 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 the catch over here. He sold all his fields in one shot on one star, one contract to Shimon. Look at Rashi here quickly. Call Sadotav. I'm now reading here on the fifth wine lines of Rashi. Fifth wine lines. He says, Bishtar Echad with one contract. Because Rashi says, the govin mi levi el, uh, Sorry, you know what? Let's actually read the Gemara first. I'm Rabbi Ruven, Shemachar, Kosalotav, Shimon, Vechazar, Shimon, Machar, Sadeachat, Levi. And then Levi, so, then Shimon went and sold one of the fields that he bought to Levi. And they've had to Balchov, Ruven, Ruven had creditors. Now, Ruven obviously sold it to Shimon originally with Achrayot. Shimon sold one of his fields to Levi. And now the creditor of, of Ruven's, the original landowner, he arrives and, the, and, and says, Avi Rabba, that Ratsami Zegove, Ratsami Zegove. The creditor can now choose. Now, do you want to go after Shimon, who's got the bulk of the land left that he bought from Ruvain? Or after Levi, who bought one field from him? He can choose. Seems a little bit unfair, right? I mean, why don't we just say to listen, Shimon, Shimon's sitting with most of the land, go after Shimon. So we'll see the Gomorrah explain that in one moment. Before we actually go into that, I want to look at the Rashi over here. He says, Call Sedotav. He says, Bestar Echab is one contract. And Rashi, good land, bad land. Okay, we're, we're, we're going to get to that. 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 But let's just quickly look at, the, at why it's so important for one star here. Rashi says, Bishtar Echad. It's, it's one country sold it all to Shimon in one shot. 
ובשתי שטרות אין גומי מלוי, אלא אם כן לקח משמעון אותה שלקח מראובן באחרונה. So if it was bought in tranches, like over a period of time, remember, the Achrayut is the, the latest one that, he, that, that Levi had bought. If, Levi had, if Shimon had bought from Reuben the land, let's say he had five pieces of the field, five fields, and he bought them one in, 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 in Tishrei, Cheshvan, Kisle, Tevet, Shvat, Adar. So every, every, every star that comes later has got less Achrayut, correct? Because all this that was told before that isn't guaranteeing what he bought now. So the last star would be the least Achrayot. So Rashi says, if it was sold in more than one contract, then the creditors of Ruva would have a claim against Levi. If Levi, if it's the, for the exact field that Levi had bought from Shimon, that Reuven had sold last to Shimon, then he could go after him. Because he would say, that, look, look, Rashi over here. In other words, if this was the last field that Shimon bought from Ruvain, then we could say that up until everything he bought beforehand didn't the cover, that this had no, the previous sales didn't guarantee this sale because this was the last sale. So when Shimon bought this from Ruvain, let's say it was the last piece of field that he owned, there was nothing else guaranteeing it. Was the only thing guaranteeing this sale was this piece of ground. And now Reuven sold that to Shimon and Shimon sold that to Levi. So the creditor now, the last credit can come after that piece of ground because of the last one, he couldn't go after all the others. But because it was all one foul swoop, he sold it all. So the date of Achad is exactly the same for everything. And that's why he can decide to go after who he wants to go after because all the land had the same Achad in the day of the sale. Okay? That's what Rashi points out over here. However, so now you mentioned, Daddy, the idea of Zib- of 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 Zibrutin and Edit. Now, as a rule, we also learned Aloha, that creditors, as a rule, are paid out of Bainonit. They aren't expected to take Zibrut, which is the worst land, and it's not fair that they take Edit, which is the best land. So Bainonit is the land that they normally go after. Okay, that is the uh, thing. How to sell it, right? So now, uh, say so, one more time. So now, Amar Rabba. So original creditors comes and says Rabbi, he can choose who to go after after one of the fields with Shimon or with Levi because it was one contract. Now he limits this. He says, and that only applies if Ruven sold Shimon bain on it. Right, average land. Why? Because Bainon is the land that uh, that the that the that the the is allowed to claim from. Avazavne idit veziborit. But if he sold idit or ziborit, so then matzi amale, Levi could say to the creditor who's coming after him. He said, "Listen, lahitarchi vezvini ard lo chazilach. Why did I buy dafke ziborit or dafke idit?" Because I wanted to buy land that I know that creditors can't take. Because I know bane on it is what's exposed. And therefore, I didn't want bane on it land. I specifically bought Zibori to edit to, to, to keep myself away from people like you. That's the first answer. Second answer is even bane on it. Even if you had bought bane on it, right? Nami lo amran, even then the din doesn't apply. If Shimon, it only would apply if Shimon never had any other bane on it. But if Shimon sold to Levi bane on it, 
but he also had his own paid on it, right? So then Shimon could say to the creditor, Amalei, I left you paid on it there with Shimon. What are you doing with me? So in other words, the only time that Rabbi says that the guy can go after whoever he wants is either if this is the only bane on it, there's no other bane on it, and he bought it. If he bought Ziburit or Gidit, then he can say he doesn't go after the bane on it from, Ruvain, uh, from Shimon. And even if he bought bane on it, it's only if he's the only bane on it. If there's still bane on it left with Shimon, he can't go after it. He has to send him back to Shimon as well. Okay, that's new case. I'm going to was that clear? Everybody clear with that? Right? Clear? Right. No, you're not smiling, Robin. Right? Okay. I'm going to buy it. Five. Case number five. Ruven is responsible. And now Ruven had creditors. And his creditors arrive on the door, knock on the door of Shimon and say, we want their name back. So it says over here, Abaya. Dinahu mina din halacha da azir Ruvain umefatzilei that Ruvain himself right has to go to the uh, to the creditor and do whatever he can to 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 prevent him taking away this field from Shimon. The law matziama and the creditor himself he might actually prefer the land. He doesn't want the money. He wants the land. He can't say to him the law matziama. He can't say to to Ruvain. Right? We've got nothing to do with each other. You out the picture, my friend. You sold the land to Shimon. I deal with Shimon. I don't deal with you. You can't say that. Look at Rashi. This Rashi says over here. Reuven doesn't have to, when he says to go and, and and normally in Hebrew you say lefatsot. Lefatsot means like to compensate. But the Gemara's Lashon over here of uh, of Mefatse is Labdafka to compensate, means to look after him. Right? Ruven is responsible for the land of Shimon. If Ruven's got any measure in which he can protect the field, like Rush gives two examples. The one is he might have a Gilgul, he might say, listen to Mr. Creditor, you owe me other monies. You're right, I owe you money, but you also owe me money, so let's offset that debt and leave Shimon alone. That's prop, prop, number one. Number two, Maybe he actually claims that he's paid him. Now, and he can make a shvur that he's paid him already. Shimon can't really do that because Shimon doesn't know everything. There's a Tosford Ridge, which I'm not going to go into now, but basically what I'm saying to you now, I think, is almost what I saw in the Tosford Ridge, right? That uh, Shimon doesn't know all the dealings are going on between Ruvain and this creditor. He doesn't know what's happening between them. Maybe he's paid him. Maybe he hasn't paid him. Maybe he owes him other money. Maybe they've got some understanding. Maybe there's an agreement that he wouldn't touch this particular piece of property. Now, Shimon doesn't know any of these things. So to put Shimon at the, you know, at the lion's den is unfair. That's why he says, it's Rab, Abayah says, Ruvain has to go now and do whatever he can because he knows what, what his relationship is and he knows what measures he can take to try and protect the land from, uh, from being taken away. Now he says over here, uh, actually says, and, and what's his excuse when he says to the creditor, you can't shut me off here and say, this is not my business, it's your business with, with Shimon. You take the land away from him, he's coming after me, mate. So I'm an interested party here. You can't say I'm not party to this. 
Because if you manage to get that land, I'm, 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 I'm up to pay. Look at Rashi. Okay, now, interesting. Abaya adds, it says, Amri. So I'm not sure if it's Abaya actually saying this Ikad Amri or if the Gemara is saying that it's an, an, an Ikad Amri. I think that it's Abaya. Actually, it's worth looking at the Gemara, how the article translated here. Ikad Amri, Vyesh Omri, that Abaya himself said, even if Ruvain sold to Shimon without Achrayut, even then he still can't just chuck Shimon to the dogs and say, What do you want from me, Shimon? I didn't tell you that Achrayut. It's your problem. Go sort it out. No. Even if it's without Achrayut, you still got to take all these measures to try and save the land from being taken away from Shimon. Right? Aaron, this makes it sound like Ruvain has the right. He doesn't, he's not obligated to do this. Well, Abai says, Dinahu da Azir Ruvain Mufatsile. Dinner. Dinner seems to be that it's the din. That's the halacha. He says, yeah, dinner who does you in the fatsile. Velo matziam. Yeah, in the Gemara, go up before we get to this Vikad Amri, which is raised mm-hmm. for the first part. It says, look at the second line. Amri, Abaya, Amar Abaya. Ruvet Shemachas, the Shimon Bachrayut, Vata Bachov, the Rubem Katar de Mine, Dina who the Azil Rubem Fatsile. Yeah. The, the law is that Reuben has, is able to, it's not that he's obligated. I don't understand that's that. That's the way this translates it. Okay. Reuben can go and save the field, okay. by arguing with the creditor, and the creditor can, you know, shove off Reuben. Okay, I understand uh, what you're saying, and I see it because it doesn't sound like that to me. I mean, I, I'm, you know. And, and that's why, even if there's no Akhrayut, some say that he can still go. But, what, what, but why, are we, why, why is it a favor? I don't understand. What do you mean? It seems... I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying because I think I think that that can go if you'd allow me my interpretation. I understand pshat, right? Uh, because we'll, we will see the next case coming up. We'll see why I think this, but I think that what's going on over here is that when he says he can go, he can go is referring more to the creditor saying to him, "I want I've got no dealings with you," and that's why he's saying he can go. As vis-à-vis the creditor, because the creditor could say to the second the Gemara says, "Vata bald chov the ruvain, but tell me nay dinah hud azir ruvain pasleh velo matzi amarle." And the creditor can't say to ruvain, "Love bald dvarim didiat." I've got no dealings with you. That's why he says, "I think he says he can go," but I think that Abai is telling us the dinah is that he has to go. But if the creditor would say to him, "I don't want to deal with you," then he says, "No, I you can deal with me because." I'm basically on, on the line for this. I think. There's a note, there's a note from Ritva that says, Ruvain is not obligated to negotiate with the creditor. His obligation to Shimon begins only if the field is actually collected from Shimon. The Gemara's point is that Ruvain has the right to intercede in that case, being brought against the land held by Shimon. That's Ritva's, uh, the note Ritva says. Just, and look, I've got a note. I mean, okay, first, yeah, the rift for, for Dobim called Munach. Obviously, I'm not going to argue the rift, right? But, uh, but I still yeah, find... You're able to argue with the art school, but... I'm, 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 I'm going to argue the rift right now as well, though. Right? Sorry. My note is over here. La halichat ruven litadeni balachov yechulaliot adifut. Okay, in other words, it seems to me that's the preferable way that it should be done. Okay, so, so maybe, okay. So, okay, so you know what? I'm, 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 I'm conceding that, that it's, not a, it's, not a, it's, not a, it's not a chiyuf. Okay, I suppose it was not a chiyuf because it was told to the Akhrayut. And really what he's looking after over here is his good name. 
Uh, if I think right now, because we, we'll see the, the next line of the Gemara. I'm not making it up. Then he's maybe says he just does it. This doesn't say he made to it. Just okay. does it. Okay, no, I'm saying, yeah, but 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 I understand. But Robert's brought some very strong proof, stronger than the Korean. The Ritva is uh, is 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 a, is a, is heavyweight, and, and and I can understand why they why he's saying that, because and that's why I'm saying I'm prepared to concede. Because look at the end, the Amri, and that's maybe why the Ikedamri of here is. Because the, the, the Abai says, even if it was Shiloh Bachrayut, also he should make that effort. Why? The Amalei, because says, Lo Nicheli, that the Havalei le Shimon tar omet alai. It's not, I don't want to live knowing that Shimon's going to have a tainer against me, that maybe I could have helped him and I didn't help him. Okay, and that's when it isn't even Achrayut. So maybe when there is, and that's when there isn't Achrayut, so much more so when there is Achrayut, right? Uh, so, the other way around, actually. No, no, that doesn't make sense. I still like the din. As a Korean say that he's got to, I like, okay, I'm sticking with Korean now. That's obviously, Shalaz must have a meter I'm, I'm, I'm standing with, standing my, 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 my ground here. Yeah? I think that the Abai telling us that it's din who, he's got to do it. And the Yahoo is that it isn't. But I would accept, obviously, I'm not going to argue the Ritva, right? That maybe you can't force him. Okay, but it seems like it's the right thing to do. Okay, it's definitely a mitzvah. Let's, let's, let's put it that way. Definitely a mitzvah, but Beitim wouldn't force him to do it if he did it. Okay, that's, uh, I think, a decent compromise over here. Because I'm buy Let's quickly go. We've got to watch the time now. Yeah, I know Shul's a little bit early today, right? Because it's starting earlier. Shul's at 10 past. But let's quickly go ahead. I'm buy for one. Quickly just like Ruven Shemachas Shimon. Ruven sells a field to Shimon. Right? Shalom Bachrayit. V'al Achrayit. V'yatsu alav Asikin. What's Asikin? is People challenge Ruvain's original ownership. Was he even allowed to sell his field in the first place? Right, so now, there's a Rashi Babakam Orin, Lomar Shelanuahi. Right, Right, guys come and say, that's not you can't sell the Shimon, it's ours. So now the question of ownership is, 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 is up in the, in, in the air here. So it says over here, says uh, Abaya, Shimon, right, he says, wait a second, what's going on over here? Maybe at this field, I'm buying a bit of problematic thing. I'm going to lose this field. I'm not, not so confident. I want this. So says, until he's got chazoka over the field, he's allowed to back out. Look at Rashi. Im ma'ot. Rashi explains, what does it mean, chazoka? He hasn't yet paid the money. Now, you know, with metaltalin, to be meshicha or hagba'a, right, lift it up, or put it whatever the case is, Karka is normally a star chov, right? He signed the contract. So uh, he hasn't paid the money. That would be like the chazoka. Yachol achzorbo. Mishech zikba and yachol achzorbo. Once he's paid the money, he can't achzorbo. Look at Rashi, second hand. Shakarka nikdeh b'chazaka. Right? There's a chazoka. Let's say, Kiyam alay chazak v'kni. V'yashem achzikim yad v'nodin ma'ot l'achaz. And some will get chazoka straight away and then he pay the money afterwards. You, you take chazoka, you owe the money. So either, whichever form, either you pay the money or you've done chazoka, once you take chazoka, you pay the money, the field's yours, you come back out. Right? Mishum Right? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it in a lucky packet. He says, why? Because what's the taina over here? He says, Mishum da'amalei, the seller, Reuven will say to Shimon, Chaita de kitri savart v'kibalt. Chaita is a sakat and a small packet. The kitri, Malek Sharim, locked up, all knotted. Now, what is in a knotted packet? Very difficult to open. Now, it's going to take a while to open this packet. 
We're not going to what the outcome is going to be. So like buying a lucky packet that's got like 10 locks on it. Right? So now the Gemara says like this. Right? When does he actually have chazok on it? Right? He says, He says over here, when, if you look over here, Rashi is over here, there's a, a, a Rashi over here from Baba Metziah. He says, Metaken gvule asadeh umagbihem. So the understanding of here is that we've seen this before in, in, in Baba Kama and, 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 and other, in other Gemorahs, right? That, uh, that the field would have like a bit of a mound around it. Like you see, even today sometimes you have it. Like you see like a small mound around the field which like is the border. Do you know if you show me there's the Broshim today, you're sure I think when he came to and he planted trees and all that, right? But a mound around it. So he says if the moment that the surveyors come and put that mound around it, Right? So Gemara says, now that was, he sold this field, but now comes along, Gemara says, right? even if he sold it with a chrayut, right? even then, right? Shimon also can't just pull out if he's already done chazoka. Why? Because Reuben can say to Shimon, the Amalei, he says, look, at the moment, no one's come after you. So there are rumors, there are questions, they're challenging it. It's a long procedure. I'll prove my things, I'll prove their things. We'll go to court, I might step out for 10 years. Who knows? Look at the Gemara here. He says, When you come and show me, even with a chrayut, when you come and show me the star of Beitin telling you, get off the field. Right? Says then, I'll compensate you, I'll pay you back. Look at Rashi. And so long as it hasn't left your head, you're still on it. There are plenty of times people claim land, and then they don't lose, they don't win. So what, just because a guy made a claim, you're on the back out of the deal, and I'm not going to pay you now, this is with a cry. Right, what do you want? Let, let the, 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 the courts take their, 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 their course. Let the, the, this whole thing take its course. In the end, if the guy happens to be right, you know, there's a saying, you know, if the dog speaks or the, you know, then we'll worry about it. In the meantime, you go farm your land and leave me alone. Everyone will be happy. And if things get bad, we'll know how to sort them out. Okay,